go, Snow Jobs Nation. We are back to bring you episode seven of the Dustings. As always, I'm Steve. I'm joined by my host, co-host, Jeremy, best in the business, Jeremy Lindstrom. Jeremy, how you doing, bud? Hey, Steve. Not too bad. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. What's that? I think we turned a corner out here. I think it might yeah. be spring. What, yes. what, what was it today out there? How hot? Uh, what was it? In the fifties, actually, if you believe that. Ooh, yeah, we're big time in it now. Snow's just a heat wave. <laughs> yeah, it was uh seventy four here today, going up to eighty four. They say tomorrow. So we're Ooh. rolling right from winter right into. Actually, we didn't really have a winter, but uh we're rolling right into the summer weather now. But yeah, that's uh, nice. Yeah, it's not bad. It doesn't suck. Uh, uh, so it just seems like something's different. I mean, as of yesterday we got here and we. We opened the doors and the sh- I mean, all, most of the doors in the shop were open and we, you know, everybody seems to be in a good mood and sun's out. Yeah, I saw all the pictures. Saw all the pictures of uh, all the nice clean kitties and uh, all the nice clean uh, single armrest ears. Yep. That was, uh, that was nice to see. Very nice to see. Uh, so guys, today we're going to do something a little different. Our guest for this episode decided to wake up this morning with no voice. Uh, but he didn't think to tell me about it till like an hour ago, uh, before we were set to record this thing. So I hope he is home resting comfortably in his Mickey Mouse Snuggie and maybe don't go to a hockey game the night before you're supposed to record an episode and scream your, your lungs off. All right. You know who you are. <laughs> Not going to name drop, but you know who you are. Uh, so Jeremy and I, uh, we we're deciding we're going to roll solo here. And we figured since we're coming out of winter and into summer storage for our snow equipment, we wanted to do a quick episode and just talk postseason cleaning and maintenance for snow equipment. You know, we'll tell you what I do. We'll tell you what Jeremy does. And uh, we've had a bunch of you guys out there ask, you know, what we do to our stuff at the end of the season, if there's anything special. So, uh, you know, here it goes. So now Jeremy got all his stuff washed yesterday. Did you get everything done in one day? No, no. We, uh, I got a, you know, we got we got quite a bit of it done. We came in today and did some more. But, yeah, we I mean, we just did a, you know, like a pretty good wash or not not a final wash but we got all the crap off and make it look make it look good and just get that first layer off and we'll start to really get into them in the next week or two here so nice yeah yeah so guys if you're not lucky enough to be able to keep your every piece of your equipment inside all winter long and all summer long uh if you have to deal with elements leaving them on site you know this might work for you uh i don't I don't keep anything uh, inside during the winter. Everything's on site. Um, so when we get them home, we have a we have a checklist of things that get done to all our stuff. We're talking plows, machines, sidewalk machines, snow blowers, whatever it is, even down to shovels. Everything gets done the same way. Uh, a couple variations on the smaller stuff. But for our big stuff, the loader, the skid steers, the trucks, um, first step, Top five, we wash them good. We use either uh, Chemical Guys Tough Mudder works real well uh, or Slick Products Off-Road Wash. Those are the two things. Put them in the foam can in a little warm water. Uh, we find that those uh, those really wash everything up nice, get all the road grime off, all the, uh, the crap that comes from being on a site all winter. Uh, we do that, and then we let them dry. We hit them with Nutri-Wash by Romar, which is a... a salt neutralizer it actually Mm -hmm. works exceptionally well and you can spray everything with it 
I, they say you can spray everything with it. I stay away from the electrical connections. I, I do not spray it on the electrical connections. It could have been a coincidence, but one time we we opened the hood of one of the trucks, we sprayed the neutral wash in there, and we had like four or five blown fuses within a week. So I'm like, I wonder if uh, that's just a coincidence or uh, if it was the neutral wash. So, but everything else gets neutral washed. You let it sit three minutes with that stuff, then you wash it again. Uh, once we get everything washed, you know, we regrease every fitting after after we degrease everything before we wash it. We're regreasing every fitting, and we're moving on from there. We got a whole checklist. Jeremy, you guys do anything different? Uh, pretty much the same thing. I, mean, I guess we don't. We used a neutral wash years ago. We haven't used it for a few years, but like I said, we'll get everything washed up really. Once we get hardcore washing, we'll wash everything up, take all the panels off, and get the engine compartment and get our lift out, and we'll start spraying. You know, we foam it all down and give it a good good wash, then uh, – down the road, we uh, we'll pull all the floor mats out, of everything, and you, you'll be amazed oh, yeah. underneath your floor mats. How oh, wet yeah. it is! How wet it is! Oh, absolutely! There. How so wet? We, how much salt residues under there? Yeah, absolutely. So we pull all them out and dry them out, and then uh, yeah, we my guy, my mechanics will you know paint the floor, touch up, paint everything, and you know just kind of go through every little bit we can. Smart. Do you guys uh do you guys foam your engine compartment too? Do you pop the uh the hood and, and foam the compartment? Oh yeah, yeah, we foam everything. Yep. We ever have any the... problems doing it? No, we haven't. Well, we do the engine compartment. We we got a pretty big pressure washer here. We'll we'll use we'll use heat when we do the engine compartment and try to get all the grease and grime and all that off. Turn the we'll, PSI we'll, way down. Turn the PSI way down and uh, yeah, almost like give it a good steam. Gotcha. So yeah, that's kind of what we do, and then obviously we're like you say we have a. Before we do this, we have a lot of guys, a couple guys, go around and clean all these grease circs and all the excess grease off, and then obviously once you get done final wash, we'll give everything another grease. And you guys have any special degreaser you guys use or prefer? Degreaser, um, yeah, we got everything from a buddy of mine. He's got a chemical business called SMS in town area, so. Uh, Stinger products is what he sells, and I can't remember the number. I think it's like five nineteen is our foam, and I can't remember what the degreaser number is. But yeah, you like it though? It works good. Yeah, it works really good for us. I, I think so. I mean, we've tried a few different things, and it works good. It's pretty affordable. It comes out of our, you know, we got our foamer set up right on our pressure washer, so it works really well. We can get a lot of stuff foamed and in a hurry. So yeah, I, I like it a lot. Nice. All right, so after, guys, after we wash everything, and this goes for everything. This is the Arctics, too. You know, we the Arctics mm-hmm. get washed completely. They get neutral oh, yeah. washed, uh, and then we're moving on. After You know, those, obviously, we're not greasing up. But after everything is dry, I don't know if Jeremy does this. I don't know who else does this, but we've had a lot of really great luck with this. Uh, we fluid film. We use fluid film, like, tons and tons of it, you know, 25 30 gallons of it whatever uh and we film everything after every wash after you know we film it for the summer when we're putting them away everything gets filmed uh the plows the spreaders the pintle chains on the spreaders any metal components where we're fluid filming them you guys yeah, ever well, use the fluid film oh yeah we definitely use fluid film but i don't put on everything like you do we'll like we'll fluid film all of our blowers and everything like that and i mean we'll we'll spray quite a bit of stuff but not not like not everything, probably, because it seems like you rub up against it in the summertime. You get all oh yeah, oh yeah, my pants <laughs> are all ruined. Yeah, <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I I think it's great stuff. I just yeah, but yeah, we 
we definitely use it. We buy, you know, buy the five gallon jug. I don't know. We get kind of few of them around here. Probably should buy it by the drum, honestly. But yeah, yeah, we get yeah. it by the drum. The you know the the funny thing about the fluid film and guys, there's a couple different products out there like fluid film. Any lanolin based, uh, you know, gel that you can put in an aerosol will do it. All you want to do is create that protective barrier so that stuff can't corrode. If there is any salt residue left behind, you know, you're not. It's not corroding. Um, we, we spray, we spray it on everything. I'm talking every hose connection on the machine, all those metal fittings, they're all getting fluid film. We will make sure you do not just spray one side of the fitting. If you spray the exposed side, but you don't somehow get film on the other side, that other side will corrode. It will oxidize. It will rust. Um, we actually used to spray our trucks. And the funny thing was we had a brand new pickup and we got under there to spray it and i'll take the hit on this one i got under there i sprayed the drive shaft knuckle but i didn't roll the truck forward another foot to spray mm -hmm. the other side at the end of the winter go to wash it one side was pristine the other side was rusted so it definitely yeah, works definitely see it can work man that's for sure oh yeah no that stuff works great um so yeah god no like we'll we don't like to say we should buy. We do we all of our salt trucks get the fluid film and everything like that. But I mean our salt trucks and we go to wash them. That's like a. I mean we do like a truck a day, just because there's so many. There you always find. Oh more salt. hell yeah! We wash. You know, I got a two inch uh, fire hose. We will just soak everything down and then we'll pressure wash it. I usually have two if not three guys wash. You know one day, or one guy will wash it one way and next guy will wash it and he'll find different spots. The other guy, you know, we just kind of have different guys alternate. You know, yep. one guy wash it, another guy come back and wash it, and just because somebody's gonna find something different, and you got you want to get all that salt out of there. It's just uh, you know, salt's a pain in the ass. And what are all your spreader bodies? Are they stainless? Are they? Um, I yeah, know the for the most part, they're poly, right? Hilltops are poly, but we got our Schmitz are stainless. Yeah, so gotcha. yep. So they they have been they're pretty old, and you can't really even tell they're old. They're they're looking new, so we try to keep everything clean. We have tornadoes that are eight years old, still on the original pintle chain, still nice. still going, not rusted. The fluid film works. We we literally will just let it cycle one full thing, and we we just hold the gun on it and fluid film the one side of the chain, then move to the other side and do that one time around, and it does work. The only thing that sucks is with the spreaders; they're sitting in the yard, you know, end up they they do get some dust and grime that attract mm -hmm. to the film, but other than that, you know. I, I can live with that. You know, it's not going right. to dirt's not going to hurt it. Um, so after we film everything, guys, uh, yeah, I want to talk about the Arctic's. We do film the Arctic's uh, only because I'm kind of a nut about rust. I, I cannot stand rust at all. Uh, and that's kind of bad to be a snow guy uh, that doesn't <laughs> like rust or can't tolerate rust. So once our Arctic's get fi fluid filmed, you know, all this is about protecting your investment. All this stuff is getting more expensive every year. You know, figure 10% minimum. They're going up every year. The the plows, the equipment, everything you have. This is just a little, you spend a little money, and it's about longevity. It's about keeping your stuff in working order when you need it. And we truly believe in it because we have minimal, minimal amounts of problems because we're so, we have such a preventative maintenance program. It's so in-depth. So we go one step above. Once we get the Arctic's all filmed, uh, we then get, we have boat shrink wrap and a heat gun and we shrink wrap them. Uh, because really? I was told once uh, off the record, but I was told once, I'll give this little secret out, that 
part of what breaks down the rubber on the blocks is direct sunlight. Yeah. So if they're left sitting out there in the sun day after day, month after month, all summer long, you know, they, they may, the rubber may get more brittle. Um, we, we shrink wrap ours. We keep them out of the sun and we haven't had any broken blocks. Uh, Jeremy will tell you that's because we don't push hard enough, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah, it's no, uh, that's, yeah. We that's haven't broken a block. So knock on wood, bro. I didn't. I did not know you shrink wrap. That's pretty cool. I've I've honestly thought about tarping ours or something in the summer out here. But tarps I, tarp will work too. We we just went we like just, we went to I think uh, Tractor Supply and we looked at one of the the big heavy duty tarps that we'd need to cover like you know three or four of them at a time, and it mm-hmm. was like a hundred and twenty bucks. But then you go on Amazon, you can get a roll of boat shrink wrap for like sixty five bucks. So that's what right. we did. And, we got the banding for it and you know it works well and you can do you could do the boat shrink wrap with anything it's cheap it, you can yeah. do it with the spreaders you can do it with the plows you know that you could even sense. do it with the machines if you wanted to but then you wouldn't be able to start them all the time but uh, <laughs> yeah so that's what we do with our arctics you guys do anything with the arctics jay or just no nah, we just give them a really good wash my mechanic goes through them all they you know we check every spring every rubber we check everything all the bolts and yeah, we just kind of go through them all, wash them up, and set them in the backyard, I guess, is what we do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you find like a to... lot of stuff at the end of the season going over the Arctics? Honestly, no. They my Our, our mechanics do a great job throughout the yeah. season where they, they look through them. And so th- there isn't a lot they need to do. You know, there's always – they can always find something or a boat loose or – Edges, shoes, I don't know. stuff seems like seems like, yeah, our edges, they, they, seem, they keep up in that pretty tight. But it seems like a lot of our carbides lately we've been putting on. It's almost like – I don't think – They'll loosen the. We run nylock and everything, but yet we'll we'll lose bolts during a push or on the cutting edge or something like that. It just doesn't. Really? I don't know. Ever since we started running the carbide, I don't know what what the difference is with how they will loosen up. But you know, the guys tighten the shit out of them. But yet, I don't know how. I mean, I I ran bolts out numerous times during a push. You know, cutting edge will be hanging no on with two bolts. It's, so I don't know what it is if it's something with the carbides or what. But yeah, it just seems to be with the carbides that they. Well, unless we got a bad batch of bolts the last two years or nuts the last two years, but I don't know. Hmm. Kind of weird. Yeah. But no, otherwise weird. we just wash them up and put them all back. Like I said, I'd love to cover them, you know, but then we'll probably, there's a few every year. We, you know, we got some older Arctics that, you know, I'll probably, there's a couple this year I'm looking at. We'll probably sandblast them and get them new power color painted and stuff. So that's, hmm. we'll see what happens if we get to it or not. But yeah, that's some of them are looking a little tough. So. Yeah, that's the nice thing about the Arctic. It's very low maintenance. Mm-hmm. You know, you check a couple bolts, check the cutting edges, check the shoes. If the side plates are freewheeling, you know, you're you're good to go. Imagine right. if we uh, had another brand where we had to go through every hose and you know check every bolt and nut. <laughs> you wouldn't have to check the hose. You just wait till it blows. And you just well, that's it. true. I, yeah, that's true. That that happens often enough. They're probably always new hoses. You really don't have to check the hose condition. <laughs> Yeah. They're either new or they're blown. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out so, to Dusty yeah. and Mitchell right there. <laughs> I tried to get Mitchell to come on last second, but he was busy. Oh, uh, yeah. So sure how busy. often are you guys servicing your machines? When are you doing a full service on the loaders? Uh, 250. 250? All right. Yeah, we, yeah. I'm Captain Overkill with that crap, so I get 200. I do it every 200 hours on it. So generally that... We're doing less than 200 hours for the winter on our machine, so 
generally yeah. we just we do it in the fall we bring them back to the yard we clean everything and then everything gets done in the fall right before they go out to the sites for the winter yeah no. we've got to keep up on that maintenance you know maintenance is key to everything 100 percent, 100 percent. service machine is a happy machine 90 percent of the time it's i uh, agree 100 percent. It, it will definitely say a little money now will save you a lot of money later and headache yeah yeah no we do my our crew does a really good job keeping up on maintenance so i mean we, they got a lot of a lot of stuff to cover on the day but they they do a good job i mean not just our loaders but they you know they handle all the sidewalk machines and uh, i don't know if you deal much in brooms but man those things are a nightmare yep <clears throat> now we have we have the vent track brooms they're they're pretty easy to maintain you know you check the belt check the condition of the belt we again our sidewalk stuff is all at the loss of many pairs of pants from the fluid film uh, mm -hmm. all of our attachments are fluid film. We'll put film inside the broom. Actually, you know, we'll stick the gun inside just to get the metal between the bristles and stuff. Yeah. You know, we, we go a little, little nutty with it, but, uh, you know, I'd, I'd rather, I just don't like rust. I don't, I don't care if it's supposed to be rusted. It, you know, right. I don't like it, but yeah, the vent track stuff is pretty easy to maintain. Um, vent track stuff is easy. It's, it's, it's right? simple and easy. I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know if they make a, I wish everybody made that one core broom, you know, instead of like those, you know, wafer bristles that we run. Oh yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just silly. It seemed like the one cores last way longer than what, what the, you know, the wafers are. Yeah. I would tend to agree with that. Definitely. Pain in the ass. Pain yeah. The, the vent tracks are nice. Everything's laid out pretty easy for you. The Zerks are easy to access. All your wiring is labeled so you know exactly what loom, you know, you don't have to pull the loom apart and trace wires. You know, it's all got labels on it. You know exactly what you're doing. What If you're looking at something, your fuses are accessible. So, yeah, they, they don't take much time for us to do. But, again, everything, you know, take the we take the tires off. Everything gets fluid filmed. Everything gets, you know, desalted. Um, check the belts. Extra belt. The, the belts are the biggest pain in the ass to, to switch out, but. You know, it's not that big a deal. But, I mean, mm -hmm. other than that, the, the vent tracks are pretty easy to maintain. Sounds um, like you got a really good system. I mean, you guys go up above and beyond, which is great. Obviously, like you said, it's what makes you money, so you got to keep it rolling. So a little maintenance goes a long ways. Well, you, you can't afford to replace the shit anymore. Right. You know, I mean, <laughs> you, you're paying all this money for this machine, and now if it's a rusted-out shit box, your, your resale's going down, your trade-in's going down, and... Mm -hmm you're just losing equity it, keeping the stuff running as long as possible and in good condition like i mean I, I have pickups that are nine years old now they still look pretty brand new there's no rust on them we undercoated we did the rubberized undercoating for a while mm -hmm. and we had really good luck with that uh the only problem was the guy went out of business and he didn't go out of business he got another job but that that rubberized undercoating was nice because the uh i forget what it the hard shell stuff i forget the brand and i don't want to bash a brand but the hard shell stuff in the winter i've had people that have had it done that say that when the frame flexes in the winter the hard okay. shell stuff gets brittle cracks and chips off so now mm -hmm. you're exposed again the rubber the rubberized stuff that sticks to the frame and it flexes with the frame and it doesn't go anywhere you know once a year you maybe i think we pulled it in like the first four years once a year, we'd just touch it up a couple spots that rocks hit or whatever, nicked some stuff. But other than that, that rubberized undercoating on trucks works really, really well, guys. That uh, you do it yourself then now or no? Uh, or we have know? the stuff to do it ourselves. I haven't yeah. done the is new it, truck yet. It's just a spray gun or what? Because it's we, a yeah, what is it, HVLP gun? 
okay. yeah. Basically the same thing as a fluid film. You can yeah. you can use the same gun basically yeah. with a different nozzle. Um, yeah. We do I do that with our well from the same company at SNS and tell me I always get uh, under twenty from him, but I don't know what it is. But we just have a gun and stuff we just throw down the can and we'll do all of our salt trucks, we'll do the frames pretty much every you do. year. We'll, yeah, That's we do awesome. frames every year. That's huge. We'll we'll try to chip off any rust there is or any grind it off or you know, break it or whatever we can do and then we'll we'll put this rust inhibitor on first, then we'll put the then we'll put yeah, the, the gray the undercoating on. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a paintbrush it on yeah, or something. Like, yeah, like it transfer does, yeah. it's like transformer or something. Yeah. It makes the yeah, rust paintable. Yep, that's what we do. And then we'll do that to to all of our salt trucks and actually anything we can get it on we will. And then especially like yeah, frames of trucks are big time for us. So Absolutely. Us too. No, I mean I got uh the one dump truck, uh we have a fifty five hundred that's a two thousand sixteen and there's not a spot of rust anywhere on that frame because it just sits in fluid film all year round we we will do it twice a year and that thing sees a lot of salt through it every winter and hmm. no we have no rust on it because if we did i'd be dealing with it i just don't nice. i don't like it it's uh rust drives me crazy but guys just you know if you can take one thing away if you're doing this stuff which is great just make sure if you are fluid filming or you are cleaning your your you know your machines the back side of the hose the couplings on the hoses make sure you get the side you can't see whether put something put some uh petroleum product or or fluid film whatever you're using put it on a rag get your hand behind there and, and wipe it into that coupling because otherwise it will corrode and you know that's where problems start when you start having those uh hose ends start corroding and stuff it just always seems oh, yeah. to lead to issues nothing worse trying to hook a hose up and it's stuck and you know the fitting Oh yeah, in yeah, that's the worst. But yeah, that no, I don't worst. know. Just uh, it's pretty much what we do. We, you know, everything needs a good bath and more than once, you know. And oh, obviously, yeah. like you said, the fluid film and uh, obviously we, I mean, we, like I said, take our format. We clean the cab inside and out. I mean, with whatever you know, you can use whatever cleaner you want. But yeah, we'll, you know, we'll dress them and make them look as new as we can make them look because. Oh yeah, everybody likes getting into like a new cab, so that's what we want ours to look like. So yeah, yeah, and that was a good point that you made. I'm glad you uh, remembered to say it. Pulling up the uh, floor mat, pulling up the yeah. rubber, and getting under it—that's huge. That's yeah, I, yeah. No, that is that's real huge. And the other thing, because you just reminded me of it, saying inside and out, we definitely clean the inside of our cabs too. And you know where I've seen oxidation that I don't even think about it on the joysticks. The metal underneath the joysticks on the uh, uh, where they meet the control arms, that's it's like galvanized, but that shit will oxidize like crazy. And it, like <laughs> the the one we had last year, I guess we missed it, and the whole that whole post underneath the joysticks on the one skid steer was literally oxidized that it had crust, and that drove oh, wow. me crazy. I had to get you know sandpaper and you know, a little wire brush and just get rid of it. Oh yeah, it drives me nuts. But I yeah, I think nice, I mean, nice that, clean that's machine. the basics, guys. That's... Nice clean machine seems to work better than an old one. Hundred percent, it does. That's, that's what I always say. Whether whether everything goes up. Has. I mean, resale right now, guys, is high <laughs> to begin with. You know, because everybody knows what the cost of new equipment is. It's only going up. The resale, you know, we bought machines three and four years ago that are worth more now than when we bought them. You know, are worth yep. more than what we paid for them, and that that 
that's not supposed to happen. But if you take care of your stuff and you maintain them properly, keep your maintenance logs. You know, may, every time you do a service, keep a log of it. Uh, you know, that goes a long way with resale, uh, you know, so you can get top dollar for your stuff. Make sure those maintenance logs are, you know, in there. And it doesn't hurt to put the preventative maintenance schedule as far as what you did. You washed it, your fluid filmed all the time. You know, they'll be able to tell that by no corrosion on the machine, but it never hurts to have documentation to back up what you're telling them. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, you know, it makes it makes a potential buyer if you're selling it, you know, not not you're not trading it in you're selling it outright it makes a potential buyer if you got log books and stuff you know they're going to say listen this machine looks immaculate they got their log books these guys are, you know they don't screw around you know they know what they're yeah. doing so like all all these things will will help you get the most out of your machine will hope you get the most reliability well i mean i hope you get the most reliability shit happens i mean it's the computer age it's the microchip age <laughs> but, it still goes out you know all your basics where you know i always tell our guys i want everything checked i mean everything anything you think of you know check the bolts and i mean all the lights windshield wipers all that stuff i mean everything should be in working condition i always oh, tell my guys let's put it away so in case we get a snowstorm in july we can pull out and ready to rock 100 percent, be ready to go less to do in the fall when yep. you're going right from what you're doing in the fall right in the winter if you get an early storm yep, yep. absolutely no. all right i think well, uh, no, i think I we think covered that's... everything guys i hope uh you know, I hope everybody got something out of that, you know, something you can use, even the, uh, you know, maybe not go as far as shrink wrapping everything with boat shrink wrap, but that, that does work. <laughs> It'll keep a lot I of like dirt it. and crap off. You know, you don't have to wrap the whole thing either. You can just, you can lift it up in the air and, and wrap it, but you don't have to, you can just wrap it in place, put a tarp underneath. So that keeps the, the dirt from kicking up and that's it. Get it wrapped, but, uh, hope everybody got something they can use again. Neutral wash, good product. Fluid film, great product. Uh, if you're not using something like that as a coating, you're just asking for trouble. Um, so, you know, try and do something if you want to make sure you get uh, the longevity out of your machines with these things costing so much. Yes, All right. So, you know, that's about it. All right, Jay, you got anything else? I don't think so. I'm at the moment. You got to say something for the next show, buddy. That's it. That's it. All right, boys. Well, protect your investments. Get everything put away for the summer, and we will talk to you on Monday. All right? As always, Jeremy, great having you again. Myself, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're going to keep pushing. All right? We'll see you Monday. See ya.